Welcome to RGM. Are you in a band? Come and join us. Simply click on the RGM submission page, submit your music, and we'll sort the rest. Now then, I'm right grumpy. Oh, travel agents. Oh, I've been calling upon all the skills that you need to be resilient in the world. I've had to call upon them in the last few hours. Ladies and gentlemen, oh, uh, I've got this flight thing booked to uh, RGM America thing coming up. Uh, I'm going to Vegas. They've just changed all my flights about and pissed me right off. So what I've done, I've channeled all my anger... <laughs> It's just doing something that I love just to try and take my mind off it. And I find myself here for another episode of the RGM Experience Podcast with me, Carl Maloney. How are you doing? You all right? I suppose I'm sure I can laugh about it at some point, but these, you know, the, life's tough in it. And, it. and I'm not, I know I'm not the only person that's had a problem with flights and stuff. So I'm not going to go on about it anymore. It's just so frustrating when it happens. Hey ho! We're here for another music live, another week of music here live at the RGM Experience Podcast. So, have you had any problems this week? Have you worked through them? How's your resilience levels? We have to get better at this, don't we, in, in this world? Um, and today, ladies and gentlemen, we've got a great story from a band that has showed a lot of resilience lately as well. We've got Roy from The Shed Project coming up very sh- shortly, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, yes. So yeah, we have a we have a delve into his life, into music, the pitfalls of the industry. Uh, had a bit of a bad experience as well with a promoter uh, that, that we talk about. Um, just on that as well, in the description of the podcast, um, there is a reply from the uh, from the uh, from the from the people that we discuss on the podcast. It's a link to their Twitter reply. So just to give them a voice uh, as well, we don't want to you know we don't have, you know be cruel about it. Uh, in the link in the description, there is an explanation of the problems that happened and, and why they happened from their side of things as well. So we always try and add a bit of balance, I think. Um, so yeah, in the description of the podcast is a reply from Away Day. Uh, just letting you know their, the problems that they had, so they got their say. I did email them, as I say in the interview, for a reply, but not got anything, but fair enough. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a good one. Stay tuned. Um, so yeah, that's coming up. I had a really, really constructive conversation earlier with a young lad in Sheffield called Kieran Elm. Had a little meeting on Zoom earlier. And he's putting on a lot of festivals in Sheffield. Free to enter community uh, events that I'm very excited to support him on. So we had a good chat about that in our gem world earlier, just to, you know, offer support to the community out there, to people. So we'll keep you posted on uh, the events. He, he ran an amazing event called Wood Seats Live recently in Sheffield where I think it was like 87 bands, all free to get in for people uh, and just the feedback from the community in Sheffield around this event that he set up. Uh, it's just fantastic, so I just want to support that as much as I can. Um, so that's, so there's going to be loads of information on that coming up, ladies and gentlemen. Um, but for now, it's podcast time. So I hope you've had a good week. I hope you you've all earned a few quid. Um, this interview is with Roy. I I meet him on Zoom. 
Uh, Zoom, we, you kind of have to talk over each other a little bit. It's Zoom, innit? But sorry, apologies for that. But we have a great good chat about all things industry. A, a, a nice, honest conversation about the music industry, the pitfalls, what's good, what's bad, why do we keep going. Loads more as well, mate. So, let's do it. Ladies and gentlemen, Roy from The Shed Project. Yeah, man, I'm just in Elmston there. I'm just just uh, waiting yeah. for some paint dry, some edge <laughs> dry so I can finish the job. Uh, <laughs> rock and roll. Rock and roll, mate, you know. Yeah. Uh, well... What what we do, we, we get a lot of young new bands that are just making waves in the industry, mate. Um, and we've not had any from any people from my generation. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think that's the kindest way of putting it. Us older yeah. types that, particularly yourself, you know, you, you've been in bands for years and years now and you experience, you've seen there, you've been there, you've seen it all. So, so, I, so I'm, I'm excited to have a chat with you about you know, your experience of being in and around the music industry, particularly in this neck of the woods, you know, I know you're, you're Bolton lad and yeah, you know, yeah, a lot yeah. of experience at Manchester and that. So, so yeah, welcome to the show, mate. Cheers, pal. Thank you very much. Uh, looking so, forward to it. Nice one. So where did it all begin for little Roy Fletcher then? So just talk us through your history of just getting into music and let's go, let's go way back. Um, I was brought up council state, uh, yeah. in Tom Moore in Bolton. Mm. Uh, and then obviously then you just your mum's records are scattered everywhere. Yeah. Uh, my mum was into Northern Soul. Um she listened to the radio every day and stuff like that. So yeah. from four year old, you know what I mean? You you are looking through your mum's collection, messing about. I weren't allowed to touch them like, but I <laughs> okay. um and my very early influences yeah. from my childhood and uh, mainly Northern Soul and stuff like that. Yeah. Um then in Have you ever had, ever had a go at the dance? Oh, yeah, I, I, I broke my uh, neck a few times, you know what I mean? I, I go to Northern Soul Nights now in Bowen yeah, and yeah. around Bowen. I love Northern Soul. I love Motown. Yeah. I, I, I love it. I, I just love the feeling of it and yeah. how it makes you just tap your feet straight away and stuff like that. So that's that's my very early influences. But and how, how, how old were you then when you were having those experiences? Very early, four or five year old, wow. you know what I mean? Okay. Just yeah. me, in, when, when I was born, you know what I mean? Yeah. Music was built straight into me from my mum. Um, and then Breakdance the Movie come out in 84. Um, yeah. Ozone and Turbo and all that, the big Breakdance thing with the Lino and the Ghetto Blasters. And I hung about with a lot of older lads. Mm. Uh, and they are all about with Adidas First Stone and all that and with yeah. the uh, beatboxes and stuff. So I just tagged on to them when I was like, I don't remember, eight, something like that, you know yeah. what I mean? So... Uh, I got ever into rap music then from that because Ice T was in Breakdance the movie and stuff like that, and I got got really into rap. And then around eighty six, eighty seven, there was Bus This with Stu Allen. Uh, he used to play the dance tunes, but he used to have a rap show as well. Mm. So it'd be like the Two Live Crew and then Public Enemy things like that. So my, my first real love of music, my proper real love when I when I understood music was rap music. Um, and then, obviously, then you had the, the rave scene and stuff like that. And uh, I, I remember... In 
I can remember. I think I think we're similar ages. I I, I can remember I'm having. Forty six, mate. I'm forty six. Forty five uh, in May, me. So we're similar, yeah, similar yeah, kind yeah. of times, isn't it? Yeah. So, so I, I can remember having an NWA record and getting told off by my father for having uh, that type of music on. You know, swear words and, and that kind of stuff on it. And because um, he, he were just a lot like an old rocker into uh, I don't know Def Leppard and all that kind of stuff. So when he heard me listening to NWA and Onyx and rap music from being from Gleeglis in Sheffield, it was a bit of a shock to the system for uh, to see what his son was listening to. Well, my mum and dad used to swear more than me, you know. What ah, I, mean? okay. so I swear a lot now, you know. Yeah. Like we we had nothing growing up, you know what I mean. Yeah. That's why I wrote the song "My Life," you know what I mean. And um, yeah, so for, I, I think it was late '88. Um, my mate Danny Brown from Tom Moore, uh, he said, here, listen to this. And he played me Elephant Stone by the Storm Roses. Right. And okay. that completely changed my life. Yeah. And it completely changed my outlook on music. And yeah. I got into the Roses. He did me a tape with the Mondays on. Uh, then the Charlatans come along, Northside. And then yeah. just that from 88 to 92, wow. That's just the greatest generation of music for me. You had the rave scene and you had the indie scene on the back of that. You know yeah. what I mean? And the I think the Stone Rose is the greatest band whatever what I've ever been. Yeah, mate, I, uh, I, I know yeah. exactly where you're coming from, but let's slow down a little bit. Then you just went through yeah. ten, you just went through twenty years then <laughs> of music and stuff. So just going back to little Roy Fletcher, when you start listening to music at school and stuff, what were what was the environment like at school as a as a music loving person and and the politics around your childhood? What was it like growing up in your area back then? It was rough, like I said. Yeah. We never had anything. Um, we, we grew up with absolutely nothing. My dad, my mum didn't work because uh, she couldn't. My dad was a trolley pusher at Asda, you know what I mean, yeah. on about 80 quid a week. Um, so we, we brought ourselves up, really. And, but mm. with me hanging about with older lads, five years older than me, I, I learnt pretty quick and I got pretty streetwise pretty quick, you know what yeah. I mean? And a massive, there was a big pandemic of heroin around somewhere where I lived and yeah. stuff like that. So I got brought up pretty quick, you know what I mean, and streetwise yeah. pretty quick. So how, how did you... How did you make your way through that kind of environment and, you know, safely? You what just get wise, don't you? You know what yeah. I mean? You just get wise to it and you know what's right and what's wrong. You know what I mean? Your mum yeah. and dad teach you manners. Your mum and dad teach you the right and wrongs. But yeah. in, in an environment of growing up on a council state in Bolton, you've got to make your own way in life. You know what I mean? And I think growing up that way has, has made me the person, the decent person I am today, if yeah. you know what I mean. I, I do, mate. And when you're... When it, it, we, we, who was around you when, as a young lad that you were that gave you hope in these situations? Because uh, you know, I, I speak to a lot of bands that see, um, you know, bands just get, get into the next level, and it, it it inspires the community around them, doesn't it? That kind of stuff. When you see people around you making waves. So, was there anybody that stood out in your childhood that you thought? Oh, no, nice not one. like I say. We just just yeah. like when we played football and stuff like that. There was lads that, who, who, who were at United and things like that. It was yeah. pretty decent football and so that kept me on the straight and narrow and stuff mm. like that uh and then just the music really uh like i said the yeah. mondays the roses uh making me own tapes i used to sit in on the charts yeah. you know on a sunday i'd make me own little mixes and stuff like that uh bought my first record in 86 called wrap it up it's a completion of rap music and i've yeah. still got that, that um nice. so yeah and uh, i started collecting vinyl from 
10, 11 year old with and paper money and stuff like that. Still, have you still got it all there now and a, a big still wall of it? Up, yeah, um, obviously when you're a bit skint, you start selling things yeah. and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, the majority of my vinyl collection I've still got as, as I was, when I were a kid. I, I wish I'd have had my mum's vinyl collection because that was amazing. And I, yeah. I, I, I just do not know where that went. Uh, yeah. I haven't got a clue. She probably sold it when she was skinned. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I can imagine. So, so like ha- having all this music, did you have musical instruments around you as a kid? Never. I've never, but like I say, it's only the past nine years. Uh, I've, been one it well got into music really mm. um never as a kid i was always into football and then going out doing doing whatever going to mm. gigs going on holiday and stuff like that so me i come into actually playing music and writing music pretty late in my life you know yeah. what i mean about 30 36 year old 37 year old why did it take so long then always wanted to do it always yeah. wanted to do it always mimicking the front men always listening to music but just just distractions in your life. Yeah. I had my first kid at 21, he's 25 now, and mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And and just getting off your nut every week and, and yeah. going out and enjoying yourself and being a lad, you know. Yeah. Uh, I think that's being more of a lad and, and enjoying yourself and living my life, uh, mm. that was my main priorities, really, you know what I mean? And no regrets as well, yeah. even though I've seen it done it. I, I, so, yeah. I, I love these kind of conversations because, you know, we're from different parts of the country, but so similar in in many ways because you know yeah, I, yeah, yeah. You know, I've, I had a similar kind of path you know I, I, I never bothered about children and that kind of stuff so uh, my kind of um uh, passions were music going out starting bands um and just being around creative music people it just it's it's, it, it's a special place to be in it well like, I've, like i say i've always been going to gigs and stuff like that and yeah. uh i've always kept me in I am music and you know, I've always been into music. So, yeah. but yeah, I thought like being in a band was always a pipe dream. You know what I mean? I never ever thought yeah. in my life I'd be in a band and, and write me on music and, and stuff like that. So yeah, it's, what, it's mad what, how I've got into it so late. Yeah, man. What, what were the first gig you ever went to? <sighs> I think it was Madness. Oh, okay. uh, it was at the gmex i think yeah. uh i think that was about 92 93 i'm not too sure because yeah. uh, like i said i was just i was into the manchester stuff the manchester mm. scene uh but my mum won't give me any more to go you know yeah. but two of my mates they were massive new fads fans and uh they were like you've got to see this band got to see this band and it's yeah. like mum can i have some money for going there <laughs> no they can't go i can't go so yeah. once i started working in 92, uh, as an apprentice, I'm 20, 27.50. I could start doing my own things then, you know what I mean? I, I love uh, how you can remember how much everybody were paid back in the day. <laughs> uh, 27.50 for two years, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it's, it's just thingy. But, yeah, I've always been around music yeah. and always connected with people and, and stuff like that. So, like I said, that's my connections have got me through life, a bit of a blagger, yeah. you know what I mean? Oh, uh, do, 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 you, do you ever get imposter syndrome? What's, say that again, sorry. Do you, ever, do you ever suffer with imposter syndrome? You know, like, you're just blagging it, faking it till you make it, you're blagging it, you know, you think... Uh... I've just blagged it all my life. I've blagged <laughs> okay. it into gigs, I've blagged it into football matches. I've, yeah. I've You know what I mean? I've, I've, I've blagged other things uh, yeah, that I won't go into, you know okay. what I mean? But it's just living a life and dodging and dealing all your life, you know yeah. what I mean? And 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 just meeting people and, and you know, and, and 
taking people at face value and, and, and stuff like that and just cracking on. Yeah, so 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 you're just grafting through, you know, making your way, earning a crust uh, yeah. until, until how old, how old were you? Yeah. Uh, and have you always done painting and decorating? Yeah, I've been a painting and decorating since 92. Yeah. Um, wanted to be a draftsman because uh, yeah. I was pretty decent at drawing and everyone wants to be a footballer, you know what I mean, yeah. and, and stuff like that. But uh, my mum, I had about six weeks off when I left school. My mum was mithering me every day. <laughs> so it was like this advert come up in Bolton Evening News and funny enough, it was my mate's dad and he mm. wanted an apprentice painter and did that, never looked back. I've got six lads who work for me now and pretty successful business. So. Oh, nice one. All the word of mouth as well. Never advertised in my life. Yeah. Just all word of mouth. Best way. So, so you know, because the band's doing so well, you know, you know you're, you've you got a massive following. Um, you, have, you, have you taken some of the skills you've, you've learned from, you know, working an adult life into making the band happen? How did the transition, like, uh, work for you personally? It's pretty easy, you know, because yeah. like I say, I'll speak to anyone, I'll talk to anyone, yeah. and I'm pretty good at reading people. Um, yeah. So I think now with bands and artists, I think 80% of it is social media driven, isn't it? You know yeah. what I mean? If you're, if you're not uh, driving the social media, you're not going to get out there, you know what I mean? It's not like the old days where, you know, there were gig advertising in the back of NME and selects yeah. and stuff like that, and you've got to that. Now you've got a graft because there's so many bands and so many people out there, so you've got to make yourself appeal to people and, and be honest with people, you know what I mean? So, so, and I think that's our appeal, that we're honest with people yeah. and we're just normal lads with normal jobs and normal families. So what what kind of, what happened in your life to say, fuck this, I'm just going to start a band and I'm having it. it Talk me through, you know. It was, graphic, it was in 2013. Um, a lad called Wardy, he lives in Mauritius now, a good mate of mine, and John, who's in the band now, rhythm guitarist, mm. uh, Vince and Carl, who Carl was our old drummer, and Vince was in the band as well. They they just got they started strumming on guitars in the bedrooms and stuff like that, mm. and they got they got in an attic of a pub uh, yeah. in Bolton, and they needed it. And I heard about this and I thought, I'm going to come and have a look. Like, and uh, they needed a bass player, so I said, I'll have a go at it. You know <laughs> what I mean? So Carl lent me a bass. First tune I learnt was I want to be a dad, and and we just kept going in the attic. And the name come out, the Attics, that's what we were called. And Classic. We were just like doing Roses covers and Oasis, stuff like that. And we, we did a couple of gigs for the lads and stuff like that, but it triggered something inside me to start writing. Yeah. I'd always wrote in my head, but I'd never put it down on pen and paper. So uh, the first song I wrote was uh, One Shot. Then uh, I wrote Lucky Number. And then I think it was... 2018 i got in the shed with john then uh, mm. john kept sending me these little uh guitar pieces on whatsapp uh what he'd wrote he, he was working nights and he'd just take this bad old strap with him and, and come out with these little melodies and stuff like yeah. that and he kept sending on me can you put lyrics to that and i said yeah of course i can so me and him got in his shed uh next minute we had about 10 12 acoustic mm. demos uh then Six months later, we bumped into Tim, who's our bass player, a uh, great guitar player as well, Tim is. Mm. And we knew he'd been in bands in the, in the late 90s and stuff like that. So we, we invited him down to the shed. He'd heard what we were doing. Mm. So he'd, he'd listened to him. And then he, he started making these these little demos into songs, structured them and stuff like that. So 2020, we we, we, we had living there. The production was terrible. <laughs> 
but we had a song, you know what I mean? And, yeah. and we said, let's just get it out, you know. So yeah. we we released Living in 2020 and we got a little bit of local response off it and things like that. Mm-hmm. And then we had one shot in February 2020, released that. And then that was it, really. It was just yeah. like... But then when we joined Twitter in June of 2020, that's when things kicked off and we released Lucky Number and then people started getting on, on the Twitter community and stuff like that. And that's when it opened my eyes to all the other stuff out there. So, like, so, social media, like, I, I presume, when did when did you start seeing social media about and thinking, this is, we've got to get involved with this thing because it's going to be important? Uh, like I said, we, we we joined the Twitter in 2020. Yeah. Um, but I, I just know that by connecting people through my job and, and who I am, yeah. and if you start connecting with people on social media, whether it's just an hello or stuff like mm. that, people, you know, you've got that connection. And then, like I said, people, people like Eddie Hansen, uh, Mike Tanner, they, they all got hold of, like, lucky number, and that was it then. It, it just got shared and shared, so it's built up gradually. Over the last three years, where, where do you, where do you think these lyrics come from, Roy? Just my life experiences. I just write yeah. about what I've done in my life. You know, yeah. um, lucky numbers about meeting me, me, my wife for the first mm. time. Um, bedtime, what we released. Uh, that, that's about me, me mum dying of cancer and my brother having a heroin problem. So mm. they're all pretty personal lyrics. My life is about me growing up in Tom Moore and nothing and stuff like that. So. Mm. Yeah, it's it's mad how it just comes out because I can just write lyrics, get a melody in my head. If something comes into my head, I can write a song within five minutes, yeah. and then I'll hum it to Tim, John, uh, Ollie, and Shane, and I'll have this melody in my head, and within five minutes they're on it. You know what I mean? It's just it's just mad how it works. I'm I'm it's always fascinated with lyric writers because I've I've never been able to. I've, I've been in bands before, and I I, I, yeah. I can write melodies on guitars. I'm, I feel like I'm quite good at that, but when it comes to lyrics. Just cheesy shit just flows out of me, and it's horrible, yeah. and it's just, point- just, and it's just I, pointless. I'll, I'll see something, or something will trigger me, <laughs> and then within a minute, I've got it there, bang, and then yeah. I, and then I'll I'll have this thing in my head constantly, <laughs> and I can't wait to get in to to just just dumb on this tune, and yeah. instantly they're on it as well. So it's mad how it works. It's, is, it's crazy. Is it? Does it? Do you ever surprise yourself with some of the things that come out of your head? Yeah, when I when I wrote my life, I was in my back garden. I, yeah. I converted me me old back shed into a pub in my back garden, yeah. and I just had this thing. I uh, uh, got dragged up when I was born on a council estate, and yeah. and then it just flowed. And I, I normally have pen and paper, but I had to download a notebook on my phone to get this <laughs> down because it was in my head. Yeah. And and I had it bang, and then a week later, me and John went in his shed and 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 got it down and put it to them lot and went, wow, this is special. Same with Feel My Love. We did exactly the same with yeah. that as well. Just mad how it works. But it's just 30-odd years of frustration and not being in a band or, and, <laughs> and watching bands, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's what I think it is. So when you when you st- first started as a Shed Project then, you're out there in the world, you've got this history behind you, a bit of frustration of, you know, maybe starting a little bit late in it, in it all. Do you wish you'd have started earlier? Not really, because no. I, I'm doing it for the enjoyment of it. I'm doing yeah. it because I, I enjoy it. I do it because it's my therapy. You know what I mean? It's it's okay. like a therapy to me. Yeah. Um, because if I weren't doing this, I'd be doing something else. You know yeah. what I mean? And it's it's 
just keeps my mind occupied, you know. So yeah, yeah I, I just love it, I, and we 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 all do it for the enjoyment of it. Well, uh, which I think is the best thing uh, to approach things like this. One hundred percent. When we had you down, just as an observation, when we had you headlining down at RGM Live down at Gulliver's recently, the it, it the the band itself is such a nice community around you all. It was just you're all very welcoming. You're all, you know. <laughs> Like you've got to have a relationship with your band when you put them on as well. I've got to have a relationship yeah, yeah. with the band for me to be able to, to to risk putting them on and potentially losing money as a promoter as well. Just to be honest about it all. But you yeah. guys, you you were just so honest about everything. Everything you told us were was accurate around um, you know the type of people that you're going to have down. You know the amount of people that you're going to have. The uh, the set times. We 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 opened up a lot of communication about the gigs, didn't we? And, and it, it's nice to see that from a band because I, I don't I don't get that a lot from bands that um yeah. that we have on it, it it was just such a nice community around you that um yeah. that i just felt some, there was something different about you guys yeah well we'd, we'd like to uh doing it make it an event as well instead yeah. of just a normal gig that's why we've got two mc tunes with us and yeah like he'll play all the hacienda stuff mm. uh and before we go on and yeah. then he'll come on with us during the set and, and that's what we did at london the other week and people were still there like two mm. hours afterwards you know what i mean yeah uh just dancing away and and so yeah it's a sense of community our first gig at the phoenix club there's mm. 400 people there and there were people yeah. who hadn't seen each other for years yeah. and it's that's just that sense of community and bringing people together and if we can do that you know what i mean it's a buzz for us yeah man. Uh, but yeah the following we've got is unbelievable around the northwest it's it, unbelievable it, it's such a, a nice uh warm experience being around shed project fans because they're all they're all they're all similar age to me and it's just like they're, they're just out having another night out just forgetting about all the troubles and all the shit that goes on in life and they're yeah. just out there just uh having a big party and a big celebration of of music and enjoying your tunes it's just it, it, yeah, I, I love yeah, yeah. it like i say london the other week it, it, yeah. I, I think i have three out of body experiences <laughs> you know on. what i mean and it was like we we I think we nearly packed well we packed out the water actually we're near a near sellout yeah. so for us five lads from Bolton who you know we, we were just having a laugh about it to sell out an iconic venue like that and have the night what we had it was just unbelievable I, I got into my life on the third track uh, mm. the third tune what we sing and everyone just started clapping and singing it back and it was like I had sunglasses on and I, I think my body just went on top of me, and yeah. I, it was mad. Uh, I had to suck in air on that one. I was thinking, wow, this is just unbelievable. You know what I mean? And there were people who'd never seen us before, and, and that yeah. made it even more special. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm going to come to these gigs shortly, but I just want to hang yeah. around, like, you know, your experience of the music industry over the last few years. So, um, you know, you, you said yourself, you've been there, you've seen it. What kind of pitfalls have you seen over the last 10 years or so that bands could easily slip into uh, to try and help out the younger people or the younger musicians that might be watching this video? And it Well, I don't know if you've seen it. Like, we help. We, we, I share things on Twitter. Like yeah. I said, I would, the, going on Twitter three years ago opened me up to so many bands. I was still stuck in 89 three years ago. Yeah. I was still listening to the Roses, the Mondays, religiously. Mm. Um, but then, bang, I just seen this, this scene, this community, and I yeah. thought, who are these bands? And to hear like 17-year-old kids playing songs like the Roses, the Mondays, and mm. all that, like Marseille and Pastel, Athletes Palace. Yeah. And then the skylights every north, just discovering all these bands every single week. It, it's just blown my mind away. So, like I say, I, I share things because I like it and I enjoy it, you know what I mean? And 
we get messages off other bands, thank you so much and all that, you know. But yeah, there's ninety five percent of the music community is good, but then you've got the other five percent who are just in it for the money and yeah. the fame and all the glory, you know what I mean? And there's a lot of them people about which have this fame realized. and glory. I haven't seen any of that fame and glory, mate. Have you yet? Well, you know what I mean, though. <laughs> you know, like some of some of these people have got bigger egos than the band. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like what you're in it for. You need to make a bit of money. Yeah. Are you in it for the love of the music? You know yeah. what I mean. And most of the people are in it for the love of music. You know. And I think, I think it's better when when it's like that. You know what I mean? Because yeah. a lot of these kids, they get promised the world, don't they? You know, we'll get you here, we'll get you there, we'll get you on this yeah. festival, we'll get you there. But it doesn't end up like that. And you see a lot of bands uh, jacking it in. You know what I mean? There's Arful from Bolton, twelve years, yeah. And, yeah. and one of the best bands I've seen live. And you know they've just event they've called it a day and mm. uh you've got our mates of jade assembly from bolton their albums out soon and yeah. but it's took it's 12 years they've been doing it and doing it and doing it and that's how hard it is to get in this industry get on in this industry but i, I can remember but, meeting our fold at kendall calling when i were very worse for wear and i had a little drink with them. <laughs> they, they were nice lads and jade yeah, assembly we've, we've covered jade assembly loads of times on rgm as well they're all yeah, good all good it, it, they're all good solid lads from bolton it feels like well, Danny, uh, the bass player out of Jade, he, he's our producer now. Oh, nice. um, so big up to Danny. Yeah. Um, he's got a bedroom studio. Mm. Um, so we've been going in there with him the last two years now. Because nice. uh, obviously we're doing it ourselves and it weren't very good. So we've got Danny <laughs> on board and we're getting better and better. Yeah. But yeah, the, the, like I say, what's happened to us in the, in last week, you know what I mean, with um, a promoter. Uh, we thought he had the venues boots. We, we've had it on the posters for three months and then we found out a week and a half before the gig the the, the venue wasn't even boot you know what i mean so we've just had a bad experience that way and yeah. uh it won't happen again believe you me no <laughs> I, I, I can imagine and there's no worse than you know we're, we're talking about pitfalls in the industry aren't we and, uh, and we're yeah. here for the right reasons we want we want to raise awareness of the problems that can happen, particularly for new bands, you've kind of got to find your own path in this music industry as well. And you're always going to make mistakes and things are going to happen. Yeah. Um, but, you know, when people take advantage of bands and and believe it or not, just hanging around RGM a little bit, some people don't like that we charge for stuff when, yeah. when we have to because it costs 200 quid just to have an active live website a month Yeah, yeah, just, yeah. just on the system. So... You know, I, I can't afford to fund it myself out of my wage unless I'll just be, you know, on the breadline anyway. So it's electric, mate. <laughs> I've got to pay, and that's just gone up this month. So, it's, so it, it, it's not easy to keep things alive, and I don't think people fully appreciate that. You know, yeah. to keep something going and to for RGM, I think in this guys, I think we've been doing it nearly eight years now. I think under different like names and stuff, Carmel Only Presents and Rate Good Music, and now RGM. It's it's even more difficult than ever because the costs are going up for everything, yeah. even yeah. even a digital online music magazine. Uh, we've got it's to cover its costs somewhere, and subscriptions yeah. aren't a thing really. That's not going to happen. So, advertising, it's less than five percent of our turnover is through advertising, so it's nothing. Yeah. It's nothing. So we've got to do something to to stay alive. And um, how do you feel about you know like press people charging it for it? Because I'm just interested in to know what other people think about it because I, I can't see another way of doing it without having to do what I we do say, I've, I've, been, I've worked for myself for 30, 31 years so I know I know business and I know how things yeah. work you know what I mean and and 
you've you've got to do things to survive. You know what I mean? Yeah. Everyone's no one's making a lot of money in this industry, if no. if at all. You know what I mean? I think London London the London gig cost us four hundred quid. Right. You know what I mean? But we're doing it for the love of it. And yeah. like I said, if if something costs something, I don't mind paying for it because yeah. I know what goes on behind the scenes. You know what I mean? I know I know how, how what things cost to put on and yeah. stuff like that. It's like with the young bands now they'll. You know the the cost of recording, the cost of, yeah. of the advertising, getting it out there, and stuff like that. I know how much things cost, so yeah, it's it's very very hard. And uh, like I said, have you ever you've... have you ever? Sorry to interrupt you, mate. Sorry, what were you saying? Well, it's Zoom in it. We're talking over each other. It's hard work sometimes, and it's yeah, it's all right. But <laughs> okay. I'm off. Anyway. Have you ever have you ever been offered like record deals and stuff like that before? We've had a few inquiries, but we, we, there's a, two kids from Manchester, One Love Records. They approached mm. us, so we're just working with them on a on a non-contractual basis, just on a, a word yeah. of mouth basis. They've got yeah. a ready-made website. Mm. We get our music, you know, they've they've got all our music, all our merch on there and stuff like that. So we're just working with them at the moment. Yeah. But I don't think I'd ever sign a record contract. You know what I mean? Because all it is is a loan, isn't it? Yeah. You know, you've still got to pay them back. Yeah. If, you, if, well, if, if, there's, if there's money involved with a contract as well, that, that's rare. That's <laughs> what I mean. It might not it, even be money. Like, if somebody offers you a 200 grand record contract, you've got to pay that 200 grand yeah. back. I don't think people realise that, you yeah. know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> so you're instantly in debt before you, you, you've released anything. Yeah. So I just say to all these young bands and artists, just be cautious, man. Just, yeah. be, you know, and if you can, just get, keep your, your circle as close as possible and try to do yeah. everything yourself. Yeah. Because... The technology these days, you, some of the things what come out of people's bedrooms are unbelievable. You know what I mean? And um, with the rising cost of things to record and things like that, it's not viable for people to go in studios and record. You know what I mean? Without backing. Um, what I was really impressed with is how, how does you know a band from Bolton, um, you know, great following in the northwest up here. Um, how, how do you how do because you, you know a lot of bands will be wondering. How do you get a gig in London and sell it out? Just by being a blagger. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay, got you. No, just just like I say, just be honest. Just just yeah. plug it. Yeah, just be on them socials and Did you book like it, say, did you, did you physically book it yourself it. then? Did you physically book the venue yourself or did was it to a promoter? No, we worked with Ross at Adored. Uh, right. he sent a message. He promoted Dermo last year. Right, okay. So he sent a message, would you like to do a gig down London? I said I'd love to do a gig down London because yeah. we were after getting out of the northwest anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um uh, just to try the waters. So yeah. we said, right, we want to do a gig in London. Gig in Glasgow, gig in Birmingham, because yeah. they were our three biggest cities after Manchester and Bolton on right. Spotify. So we picked them three oh, okay. cities. Clever. So Ross in on in London, it really second gig he's ever done. He does club nights down there. So yeah. we said, genuine bloke. I knew straight away just by speaking to him, I could trust him. Banged it down London, couldn't do enough for us. So big up Ross, you know what I mean, and yeah. bent over backwards for us, and everything went smoothly. And how, then, how did it cost you four hundred quid then? Because we, just for the hotels and things like that. Oh, right, okay, just, yeah, right, logistics, right, okay. Yeah, but yeah. I'd spend that in Manchester on a weekend anyway. So. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. But yeah. I, I'd pay a grand to have that experience myself just one yeah. one more time, you know what I mean, because yeah. of the energy in the room and just just to have another out-of-body experience, sober out-of-body oh. experience, <laughs> nice. you know what I mean? Um, but, yeah, and then we, 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 we Away Day Radio, um, Dino Away Day Radio, he supported us for the last three years and stuff like that, wanted yeah. to do Birmingham and Glasgow with us, said, no problem, get it booked. 
So this was last October. Message me uh, December. Let, 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 let's hang around. Let, we're we're going to get to this story now. Okay, so let, let, let's just set the scene a little bit for for people that don't know. I, I, I can remember. Well, I, I I was you know sharing away um, loads of social messages from. This, the Shed Project about, you know, you've got this, all the great videos that you did down in London. It looked amazing. It looked class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you could see how excited you were as a band to play these other venues in Glasgow and Birmingham. Um, and then, you know, it's all booked. You know, the, the tickets are on sale. Everything's going nice. Um, uh, so so just talk us through, like, uh, in a bit more detail. How, how, how did all that happen? And when did you start feeling like things weren't going the way that you that you wanted? Well, we'd uh, like I say we'd first uh, spoke about this in October, and yeah. um, so I put it to him. Then we got the dates this in last October. Yeah. So then I got the message: yes, the venues are booked. So we'll announce in late December. It was mm. so I think we announced Birmingham late December, and then yeah. two weeks later we announced Glasgow. So tickets are on sale, nice and bonny. Um, Selling well. I don't know. I oh, we don't know. We didn't. We didn't. Well, okay, got you. Yeah. There wasn't much communication between us and the promoter. Uh, messages weren't getting answered, things like that. So I just thought, you know, people work, people have got jobs. Yeah. Yeah, no, I've got jobs. But, but, you, but you, had, you had a relationship with them for a few years before, so so yeah, that, that they always played our tunes on the on the radio and things. So so, so they but they but they always like replied quite quick to you in the past. Uh, it was just on this one subject that you saw a bit of a difference, and is that kind of. It well, goes. yeah, it's like, you know what I mean? The tickets are on sale. And then yeah. it, it was about four weeks ago, and I'm thinking, not had much communication or anything like that. Right. Um, so I thought I'd start doing my own digging. So yeah. I, I, I looked on Dead Waxes. It was at Dead Wax Birmingham. It was supposed to be this Saturday, yeah. um, the 18th. Uh, so three, four weeks ago, but I look on Dead Waxes listings. We weren't yeah. on them. There was bands on them, but, but our date wasn't on it. And then yeah. I started looking at, I looked at Audio Glasgow, Nothing about us, yeah. uh, but obviously the ticket link's still up and all that. So I, I messaged him, not last Sunday, the Sunday before, so it's like just uh, just under yeah. two weeks away from the gig. Uh, everything okay, mate? Uh, so I got a text message back just saying, yeah, everything's fine. I had a little problem with uh, dead wax, but everything's going to be sorted tonight. Yeah. So I I just knew then, I just I just instantly knew there was something wrong. Yeah. So And then... To get offered a festival straight away on the back of that, I thought, are you, are you trying to distract me here? Yeah. You know what I mean? So I played it cool, played it nice, and yeah. asked the lads and stuff like that. So our manager, Malk, said, just give it till Tuesday. So I messaged yeah. him Tuesday, what's going on? We need to know for transport, stuff yeah. like that, and, and what have you. Blank me. Yeah. Wednesday, same message again, blank me again. So that was it then. I said to Malk, I said, there's something seriously wrong here. So... Yeah. Mount managed uh, message, well, rang uh, Dead Wax. Yeah. Uh, have we got a gig for the Shed Project, the 18th, all set and all that? Never heard of you. Never heard of you. Yeah. So it's like, wow. So I've got in touch with Glasgow Audio. Uh, gig for the Shed Project, April 22nd. Never heard of you. Yeah. Never heard of you. Nothing down for us. So then, obviously, then it got me. I was a bit angry. Yeah. Um, messaged him. Told him what's gone on, and he was like, "I was that angry." He's like, "Can I ring you, explain it?" I'm like, "Fuck off, basically." You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, you can't blagger blagger, you know. So yeah. if 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 he would have been honest to us on that Sunday and said, "Look, I'm having a problem with the venues," we could have stepped in and helped out. We could yeah. have changed venues. We could have sorted it. Yeah. But to just be dishonest with us and and just try and 
Palmer's off, you know what I mean? You've got MC Tunes who's been in the industry since 85. Yeah. He's, he's been there, seen it, worn the T-shirt. You know, I'm out. Been in the industry 35 years, so mm. you're not going to pull the wool over our eyes. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was disappointing because I do like this fella, you know what I mean? He does a lot for bands, artists and stuff like that. So mm. I put it out on, on the socials on the Thursday because we instantly cancelled. I thought, I can't work with this guy if he's being dishonest. Yeah. Or not telling us what what's going on properly, you know what I mean? Because he must have knew for weeks the venues weren't booked. Yeah. Um, so that was it, and obviously went on one Twitter just and mm. what have you. And then last Friday we had correspondence, and he's like, "I load my hands up hundred percent," but yeah. he said he's still adamant that the venues were booked and stuff like that. But if you've not, I know myself from booking venues for for us lot, you you, you ring the venue. You provisionally book it. You pay the your deposit. You're yeah. in the book, and it doesn't yeah. whether whether the bookings the booking agents change or anything like that. Once you pay that deposit, you're yeah. in that book, and it's simple as. So that that's our take on it, and he'll probably yeah. have a, his take on it. But well, like I said, yeah. he does a lot for bands. He's done yeah. a lot for artists. He's working with a lot of bands, and I've got nothing against the man personally. Yeah. Um, good luck to him. You know what I mean, but. From our experience, see, I'll, I'll never work with him again. It's simple yeah. as. Well, I, I have emailed him just to let him know that we're going to be having a conversation today. So I, 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 uh, I've, I've opened up communication and I'll speak to him and yeah. we'll have him on the podcast and have his say as well. That, that's all good. And I'll, I'll be honest with everyone, you know what I mean? I'm yeah. honest and, and truthful. So, and I've got things to prove that. And I've, I've yeah. got nothing bad to say about the man at all or his organisation. Yeah. If bands and artists want to, there is a lot of bands and artists who've reached yeah. out to me and, with similar experiences okay. with, with him and, and stuff like that. But that's their business. Yeah. Uh, our business was getting these gigs, planning these gigs, having a buzz at London and looking forward to these gigs and they've not happened. But yeah. we have rescheduled them on our own terms now. So they will be happening. Yeah, nice. Well, well it, just for, you know, just a part, just to leave, you know, that subject there, I'll put a link in the description of this podcast to the reply that they put on Twitter from, from away day as well so people can read you know they've been uh, unfortunately an email was missed due to a party leaving the aforementioned company and all that kind of stuff so it looks like there could have been other issues going on in the past that will be on this twi- on, on this link so that, that is their you know their their voice yeah, I, they I understand it. And, that but as like if, if if you know that something's yes. not right just be honest with about with the people yes. so we can work it out between each other don't try yeah. and gloss over Dust over things, what you can't sort out yourself, and and think that we're fools. You know what I mean. So that's that's it. That's me. That's the end. I'm going to yeah. say about it. Yeah. And good luck to them, you know what I mean. Good luck to him, and good luck to him in the future, and, and stuff like that. Yeah, well said. So so moving forward and and cracking on. Then there's there's no way that you're not going to be playing Birmingham and Glasgow, is there? We're going to announce Birmingham at five o'clock tonight, Friday. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Right, okay. Uh, so that'll be out. So I'm gonna finger, but yeah, Glasgow. We're in the middle of uh, just getting a date, solid date yeah. there. So we're okay. doing that. Um, we've got other things in. We're doing right to Rome uh, in Bolton yeah. in July. A uh, big festival in Bolton. Certain ratio around trampoline, some big yeah. big games. Nice. Uh, we do made in Manchester in September in, in Romilly. Yeah. Uh, we couldn't do the Bolton one because John's oh, away, but right. um, we're doing the uh, Stockport one. Uh, wax and beans sessions in okay. September, I think that is, uh, and then we've got we've got a few other little gigs booked in. We, we want to do Liverpool, uh, we want to do Leeds, and uh, there's a few other cities we want to do. So it's exciting times, but yeah, obviously we've got to round our jobs, round our families, and things like that. We've yeah. got to just take our time and, and 
thing is you, just you see. just getting five adults in the same place on a weekend is hard enough on its own, isn't it? It's hard work, mate. Yeah, yeah. Like I say, we, we we we've got our own room at Big Unit Studios. Yeah. Uh, that's Gary out of Arfold. It's his own oh, studio. Nice, yeah. um, so yeah. we've had that room for two years now. So we can come and go as we please. There. Yeah. So we're uh, we're in at least once a week. Uh, then I'll nip in with Danny and, and recording. So we've got a good thing going on. And every credit to the lads as well. Like Shane. Gets you out of the house, doesn't it, mate? It keeps you out of trouble. Yeah. Well, like I say, the lads as well, Shane, uh, Tim, Ollie and John, yeah. they just, you know what I mean? It's, it's just water off a duck's back. It's like, yeah, we're disappointed. Let's move on. And yeah. to work with them lads as well, who are amazing musicians. Ollie's nine year old and mm. some of the sounds what come out of the guitar is, is like John Squire-esque, you know mm. what I mean? And mm. But Malka, our manager as well, and Tunes as well, MC Tunes we were working with, just all great people. And it's, we're a little community, a little family ourselves, you know what I mean? So. Yeah. Well, well, keep it going. So you met, we had a little chat uh, the other day about, you know, um, the, the community, in, particularly in Manchester as well, that we both know and, and love. Do you want to give a, a shout out to some of the people, that, the good, uh, you know, I'll, I'll not say that. Uh, did you want to give a shout out to the people that, that, you, that you would gladly recommend to maybe young bands that are, you know, watching this and looking at, how, how do I get to the next step? Who do I speak to? Uh, well, you know. well, there's yourself, uh, RGM, yeah, there's you. uh, Stuart of the Pentatonic, what yeah. a guy he is. I've, I've, yeah. uh, the Listen Up lads, they're top lads. Yeah. Uh, we've worked with them. Um, I think uh, Moby Tanner and Eddie uh, Anson, they've just started to yeah. set up the thing, Oxford-based. Yeah. Uh, Ross at Adored, who we've just worked with, fantastic nice. person. So, like I said, is this, uh, Kev at our, uh, our Sound, he's a, he's mm. a top geezer. Yeah. We'll be doing something with him. So, there's there's lots of good people out there, you know what I mean? And, like, I mean, one's bitten, twice, <laughs> and we'll never get bit again, you know what I mean? We, we'll, we'll, but you live and learn, you know, and yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to be angry about it anymore you know what i mean and and stuff like that we just move on we set up again and, and crack on and but, al- yeah album two's on its way and all album two sending absolutely beautiful yeah, talk, talk um, us through talk us through like how that's feeling at the minute um it's just amazing like i say we've had a lot of these songs were written four three four years ago with me and john and mm. to see them progress now into full songs and mm. stuff like that and everybody doing getting the bits the first album was like bits, it was like, it was like the, uh, how can I say it? Like the progression, if you know what I mean. Yeah. I, it, was, it was DIY, the first album. I, I wanted it to be DIY, to show people that you can do it. Yeah. Um, they were all recorded in different bits and, and things like that and pieced together, redone and stuff like that. But as a full Us Five now, this is like the album, the, mm-hmm. the, the definitive Shed Project album and it's just amazing uh, what's coming out of that studio and every credit to the lads once again um i think we're seven songs deep now so okay only another three or four to go and then we'll get a track list and we're hoping to get it out in october that's the date and it's called our fear is their power oh nice nice so it's gonna be a single to accompany that as well uh, called our fear is their power there's a motorway bridge going out of bolton and it was written on it um okay and it just it just struck me straight away i feel it's just one of them quotes what i thought hey up i've got a right song about this and i have as well and it's an absolute banger um 
So well, yeah, we we look forward to sharing the new album. Uh, we'll be, we'll be sharing the new dates that you know that you're announcing Thank soon. You and, so much, uh, appreciate. And we look forward you know. to you. What just, uh, I just we look forward to seeing your little face when you get on that, that stage at, uh, in Glasgow and Birmingham, uh, and just seeing yeah, just see like it. uh, it's coming down from the buzz from London, and then this happening. It's, <laughs> it's okay. made us stronger. You know what I mean? So yeah, <clears throat> like I say, I'm I'm. Not, I'm, if I say something, I'm going to do it, and it's simple as I'm, yeah. I'll never let anybody down. Love that. It's like on the Twitter, I try to reply to every single message we get and things like that, you yeah. know what I mean? And, uh, yeah, long live the people who supporting us and yeah, keep cracking on, you know what I mean? So what? just to leave it there then, because I think I think your paint's just about to dry now, mate. So. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm going <laughs> to have a brew in a minute. Yeah, good uh, luck, good luck. And, uh, yeah, just a, a final message then to the Shed Project fans, uh, just from you personally. What would, How would you like to leave this interview today? Just a message for them. Uh, we're just truly blessed and mm. just how people have got on us and yeah. just stick with us and, and listen to what I've got to say with, in my music, you know what I mean? Because yeah. it relates to everybody, this mm. second album, and uh, just keep supporting us and come and see us, you know what I mean? Come and have a Shed Project experience. That's and right. uh, yeah, thank you for your support and thank you to everyone who supports us and shares our stuff and stuff like that so well, thank you well Roy it's an absolute pleasure as always um, love you guys the, the music the tunes uh, keep going mate can you see you ever can you can you see yourself ever stopping no not now we've got <laughs> like I say I've got 20 odd tunes written there yeah and fair enough yeah, it, good it's going to be album 3 <laughs> and album 4 and yeah. as long as we enjoy it we'll just keep doing it because that's all it's about enjoyment yeah. satisfaction and seeing people singing songs back to you there's no i've had every yeah. drug in the world but there's no <laughs> drug better than people singing your songs back to you love it mate. so love it. well i wish you just, i wish you all the best thanks for joining us today mate uh and just keep cracking on keep keep same with you carl and for like i said thanks for your support and you, you keep doing what you're doing as well supporting people and getting new music out there you know love what i mean because like, it on, needs to be on. heard it yeah. needs to be heard ah oh, cheers roy you don't see many Roy's about these days, do you? You don't see many calls about other I'm sure it's going to be one of those cool names in a few years that people start using again. I'm sure. I'm sure. Maybe not. <laughs> Fair enough. So, ladies and gentlemen, that's been. I hope you enjoyed that chat. Frank and honest. Again, we give every opportunity for you to uh, to view the reply from Away Day. Uh, there is a link in the podcast to in the description to their their reply to everything. So, to give their uh, opinion out as well. So, I encourage you to to look at that. Uh, this week's been great. Apart from all my uh, problems with flights, Ugh, still getting to me. Still getting to me. I can't let it go. But I need to. Resilience. <sighs> so, legit, I mean, I hope you have a better week than what I have this week. I've just been a frustrating one. Um, I wish you all the best in the future for your endeavours this week. Get yourself out to live gigs. Go and support new music. Share your ex- your ex- uh, your experiences with bands that you... Uh, if you find a new band, let us know about it. We'll share it on RGM. It's what it's all about. Uh, give us a review on uh, iTunes and Spotify and Amazon, wherever you're listening to your podcast, wherever you are in the world. If you're in your car, just having a sandwich, on the tram, bus, on a plane, wherever you are, ladies and gentlemen, we really appreciate you and wish you all the best for this week. And we're going to see you next week, of course, as well, where I will be less grumpy. I'll be more cheerful, I promise you. And we'll crack on. 
So, ladies and gentlemen, I've been Carl Maloney, that guy from RGM. Thanks for joining us for another week of uh, entertainment here at RGM. Do have a look on rgm.press while you're looking at it. There's loads of music and features and entertainment on there for you too. Thank you. And we will see you next week, guys. Toodaloo. Welcome to RGM. Are you in a band? Come and join us. Simply click on the RGM submission page, submit your music, and we'll sort the rest. Hello. Did you know that you can support our podcast in many ways? Within the description of this podcast, you will see a list of all the equipment that we use. These are Amazon affiliate links. Clicking on these links take you to Amazon. If you buy whatever you're planning that week, we get a small kickback and you get a parcel at no extra cost. We would really appreciate your support. Or you can just go old school and donate a pound or whatever you feel is appropriate in there. Please subscribe and tell a friend about our show. And thank you for your support and we'll see you next week.